Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jess of It podcast, or welcome if you are new. I am your host, Jess Noretto. And today we're going to be debunking some stay at home mom and work from home mom perceptions. So if you don't already follow the Jess of It pod on Instagram, I highly recommend it because I will from time to time post stories on there well, where I will ask for either your opinion on something or um, what you guys want to hear. And yesterday I, well, actually not yesterday for you guys, but yesterday for me, I had asked uh, what were some of the perceptions that you guys have of stay-at-home moms or work-from-home moms? Because let me tell you, before I became a stay-at-home mom, I thought, (laughs) I'm almost embarrassed to say it now, but I used to think that like a stay-at-home mom had it so easy. I remember thinking to myself, what am I going to do with myself all day long? Like, I'm just going to watch TV and this and that. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. And from time to time, I do catch myself thinking about the way I thought being a stay-at-home mom would be. In a lot of ways, it has not lived up to the perceptions that I had because I was thinking it was going to be a walk in the park. But in another way, it has totally lived up to the perceptions that I had or to like the expectations that I had because being able to stay home with your kids is a luxury that I know not everybody gets and it is the most beautiful thing. And I know that that sounds so cliche, but being a kid who um, whose parents both worked um, at one point, I always had, this is the wild thing that I didn't think about until I started thinking about this episode. I always had a parent who worked on the night shift. When I was a kid, my dad worked nights and my mom worked days. And then when I was about 16, my mom... Um, started working the night shift as a nurse and she did that. God, I, I would see, I really think she did that up until the week that I got married. I think that was like the same week that she switched over to the day shift. So I was used to as a kid, either like after school programs from time to time, um, staying at a grandmother's house or always being in like with a caretaker of some sort. When the opportunity for me to be able to stay home with my first son came up, I thought that would be so cool. I didn't have that growing up. I saw other kids have that growing up. And I don't think you realize what you're missing until, or not missing, but I don't think you realize how much something was lacking in your life until you become a parent and you want to offer that to your child or or you want to provide that for your child. I had the opportunity to stay home and now I think, I wonder what other people think of me that I get to stay home. And I wonder what they think my days are like. And I wonder what I, what, what they think I spend all my day doing or like all my time doing. Because today, what exists that didn't exist when I was a kid is social media. And we could literally show everybody what we're doing all day long. Sometimes it seems like I do because I post a whole button to my Instagram. It That's just a portion. Like you're really only seeing a small portion of my day. I do want to preface this by saying this is in no way saying that moms that work outside of the home have it any easier. I would even argue that it's a little bit tougher because you're locked into time constraints because of work. And if you're taking your babies to daycare or to the babysitters or wherever you're taking them, like 
you're on a much stricter schedule. Like I have flexibility because I do stay home. I don't know what's the lesser of two evils, I guess. Like I, I just think being a, being a parent is hard, whether you stay home with your children, whether you work from home with your children, whether you work out of the home with your children, this phase is extremely hard and I can't imagine that it gets any easier as they get older. But without further ado, I wanted to kind of debunk some of the perceptions that you guys have of stay-at-home moms. Today's segment of Seriously Jess is really exciting because I had been talking about this on Instagram for a while and I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast at some point, I don't even know the episodes are starting to blur together, but I had mentioned that I wanted to reach 100 Spotify listeners um, within two months of launching the podcast. It was just really important to me to do that, and it seemed really unattainable. Well, we did that. We did that, and then some, you guys. I was so excited. I was sitting in bed at night. We were sitting at like 98 listeners for a hot minute. And I was like, oh my God, I really just need two more. I really need two more. So I was about to go to bed and I refreshed the page and we had hit 107 and I was so excited. And I even think I started crying. I took a screenshot and I sent it to my husband and I was like, we did it. And I was so excited. Um, So that's just a huge thank you to you guys. I mean, you have no idea. Um, This is episode five that you guys are going to hear. So five weeks of putting out podcast episodes and coming up with concepts and topics that I'm hoping you guys are enjoying and social media now because that's a part of it. And it's just, it's been a lot and it's been so much fun and it's been so challenging and I'm learning as I go and I'm hoping that I'm getting better as I go. But a huge thank you to you guys. Honestly, I don't know that I'd keep going if it wasn't received so well. So thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you so much for being here every week. Thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing the podcast, for following the podcast on Spotify, for rating if you have rated the podcast. Just thank you so much. All of that really helps me out. And um, I have big plans for this little this little show of mine. So thank you guys. Thank you so, so much. So the first thing that I got was, I used to think it was fun and easy, but it's definitely not. So um, it is fun. Uh, There are moments where it seems easy and then you get humbled real, real quick. When things are flowing, because there's those few days where your kids are like doing really, really well and you're like, Oh my God, I got it down. Um, Those days are fun. It is really fun to be with them and you really experience every new skill or new, um, their own new experiences. Like you get to live through that. I think that that could be like, that is something that I've been super, super grateful for that everything that big brother and little brother up to this point, um, are doing for the first time. Like I get to see that there's very little that I have missed because I'm around all the time. When you go to work and and you leave the house and you clock in, your family is on your mind. Like you're thinking, I hope everything's okay, you know, whatever. But you're at a job doing something that you have to do. And you don't have a little child 
coming to you and saying that they want food or they're hungry or a baby that's crying because they didn't take a long enough nap or because they're overtired or anything like that. You get to focus on your job. And when you clock out and you come home, then you deal with the home stuff. As a stay-at-home mom, there is no clock in, clock out, and there's no separating the extra stuff that you have to do or the stuff you want to do. And I imagine if you work from home, it's even worse because your child can't understand that mom is home, but mom is working. So it is pretty hard to be in the home. And I do think that leaving the house, all it does, not that it makes it any easier, but all it does is it gives you those eight hours or however long your shift is where you're kid free, but you're obviously still working. Somebody else said it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It is way more work than I anticipated. And it didn't get really hard for me until Big Brother started eating solids because preparing three meals a day for a baby, the way the hardest adjustment for me was at what time does Big Brother eat? And then they have a bottle and then they have to have their lunch and then they have a bottle and then like naps are in between. Like you're like I was constantly in the kitchen for months because it it wasn't until it dawned on me to prep stuff ahead of time and to, you know, and, and the thing is that in the beginning, they're not eating the way that you do. Now, we did baby led weaning with Big Brother. It's not like you're giving them everything that you're eating right off the bat. Like you're introducing it. And when they're eating, like you're not eating comfortably because you're watching them. So you're kind of like, oh, I'll eat later. And that was one area that I didn't expect to struggle in so much, especially because I don't like to cook and I don't like to spend time in the kitchen. Another thing that really took me by surprise was sleep because naively I thought that when they slept through the night, they were going to sleep through the night, you know, and they don't. Big brother went through phases where he slept through the night. Like he did start sleeping through the night at about five months old. And I'm, I do credit that to the gentle sleep training that we did. You know, sleep training may not be for everybody. And I know there are different methods on how you may want to go about it. But what we did worked for us and big brother today is a pretty solid sleeper. Is it because of that? I don't know. But I know we did that. And that's the result. So that helped him in the sense that he could, um, if he did wake up in the middle of the night, which he would, he could go back to sleep. He didn't wake up screaming or crying or needing us. But if he did, obviously we would go check on him. Like we didn't just leave him in there to cry. But I didn't expect for there to be those one-off nights where he was going to have a really difficult time with sleep. I think I just thought once he sleeps through the night, he's going to sleep the way that I do. And to go along with that, I didn't expect for my sleep to be so light and uh, worrisome even after my kids were sleeping through the night because you still wake up in the middle of the night and you check the monitors and you make sure that they're okay. But then you start to hear that little noise and are you like, you start to wonder, are they okay? Are they just making noise while they sleep? So you wake up and you're just kind of awake checking and (laughs) waiting basically. So you lose sleep making sure that they're getting sleep. Another one that we got was you lose your shit at least once a day. You have more time for activities with kiddos, question mark. 
you do lose your shit. <laughs> I lose my shit. Um, you just, you don't have a break. And yes, yes, you can try to be as patient as you want. So I, I um, follow gentle parenting in my home. I don't know how anybody else feels about that, but that's what we do in our home. And it's been working with Big Brother thus far. Um, and a big, big thing with gentle parenting is talking to your child with respect and talking to them like if they're a human, not necessarily like an adult. They can't understand you like an adult, but talking to them with the respect that you would an adult who at their level type of thing. Um and I think there's this common misconception with gentle parenting that it has to be perfect all the time and it doesn't. And I struggled with that in the beginning because I would lose my shit on Big Brother and Big Brother was like six, seven months old. He had no idea why I was grumpy or why I was impatient or why I desperately needed him to go to sleep. Um, but what I learned from that was and and something that they do encourage in gentle parenting is that when you do lose your cool, when you do lose your temper, it's really important to reconnect with your child and to, whether it's apologizing to them, whether it's explaining to them why, whatever. And I know, I know this is not something that a lot of us grew up with in our homes. It was just a different time. And I know that it can sound like, okay, Jessica, yeah, yeah. Apologize to your child. But I do. And I do it more often than I'd like to meaning that I lose my patience with him more often than I'd like to. But sometimes you just do. And sometimes you react in that moment and you're not proud of how you reacted. But I do think it's very, very, very important to apologize to your child. Because not only are you modeling how to do that, but they're understanding too that they are worthy of an apology. And just because they're younger than you and just because they are in like the child role they are deserving of an apology if you crossed a boundary with them that they didn't want you to. Um, but you do. You do lose your shit. I, I, whoever doesn't, please teach me your ways. But you just do. I think it just comes down to like how you, how you um, bounce back from that. And the thing is you end up losing it over things that don't even matter. But when you're stuck home all day with these little people – you know, little things are going to get under your skin. Them being too loud is going to get under your skin. The fact that you're listening to the car's soundtrack for the 50 millionth time today is going to get under your skin. It just, it happens. It's part of it. Do you have more time for activities with kiddos? I think that depends on you as a mom or as a parent. Um, I would say that I don't at this phase in my motherhood journey because my little one naps three times a day and you will not catch me out when my little one is meant to nap unless it's to like my parents' house because he can sleep there or like my grandma's house, but not out on the street. <laughs> Definitely not. It's too much anxiety for me to catch him like overtired. Um, you do have more time to plan activities for your kids if you plan them ahead of time and you kind of like set them out for the week because what I do and it's because I have the time to is I do toy rotations for my son in his playroom. So he's not um, bored of the same toys. And there's there are benefits to toy rotations. You guys look it up. But um, <laughs> you kind of 
my dog is in here with me, so I'm making sure she's behaving. You have to make the time to plan out activities for your kids. Like you have to make the time to have more time to plan activities with the kids because when your days are chaotic and you're not really, um, you're overwhelmed with everything because it's not only taking care of your kids, it's taking care of your house. Like you're the, you're the person in the relationship who is home. Therefore you're carrying a lot of the load from home because you're not working. Well, at least that's how it works in our home. Um, and activities for the kids are like the first thing to push to the bottom of the list if you don't make the time for it. So it comes down to time and prioritization. Another one that I got is some people think just because, uh, they work from home, they can work and take care of the kids all at once. (sighs) Okay. I used to think that. I used to think that it that working from home and having your kids at home is so like the dream scenario because um, my dad worked from home for a long time, like long before the pandemic, my dad was working from home and I thought that's such a cool gig. He would get out of bed and grab his laptop and then get back into bed. Sorry, dad, I'm totally outing you right now. But He just had this flexibility with working from home that I thought, wow, that is so freaking cool. I consider this podcast and the amount of time that goes into producing this podcast work. It's unpaid work, but it's work that I'm doing outside of what my responsibilities as a mom are. And I think that when you work from home and you don't have, you're not working for somebody else, you have to kind of fit, find pockets of time. And that's the way that I've been doing it. Scheduling out pockets of time where I can do this or I can do that. Now, my strength is that I plan things and I'm like, I'm organized. I have a, a certain way about me that I think contributes to the success of this podcast and to the success of producing an episode every week because it's kind of hard, but I don't have a boss. I don't have somebody telling me, hey, I need this by this time. I have the deadlines that I set for myself and I try to meet those deadlines because it's important for my mental state to feel that I'm working towards something. But if I had an actual boss who was like, hey, I need you to jump on this call at this exact moment. And at that moment, both of my kids are melting down. What do you do? Like, what do you do? Working from home does not mean that you are the babysitter is the point that I'm trying to make. Um, I can only speak for the way that I run this podcast because that's the work that I do. It is not easier it's actually, I think, harder. I think if you're going to be a working parent. And then the last one that we got was, I personally thought it would be easier, but it's actually a lot more tiresome. And this is from a full-time work-from-home mom. There's no debunking there, you guys. I think that's the truth. It is, it's a lot more tiresome because you don't get time off. Your child wakes up and you have to wake up with them. If you go into work at 8 a.m. and your boss is like, hey, 
I know you normally come in at eight, but it's 6 a.m. and I need you here right now. What's the fastest you can get here? You wouldn't rush to get there at 6 a.m. because your start time is 8 a.m., right? In a perfect world. Your child doesn't understand that. So if your child usually wakes up at 8 a.m. and then one morning they decide to wake up at 6 a.m., you have to get up with them and your day is starting at 6 a.m. Perfect example, my oldest son just turned two. And I don't know if it's nightmares. I don't know if it's a two-year-old sleep regression. I don't know what it is. But he woke up a couple of nights ago at 1 a.m. We heard him babbling in the monitor. And then around 3 a.m. he was crying because he couldn't get back to bed. So I went in and I got him and I was exhausted, you guys. I was so stinking tired. So I brought him to bed with us, which I never do, but I brought him to bed with us and he didn't want to go to bed because he saw his dad in bed and he didn't realize it was 3 a.m. and he had to sleep. He thought it's Saturday morning cuddles. So he wanted to get up and he wanted to cuddle his dad. And obviously we couldn't do that. So it took us a while to get him back down and he ended up going back down around four. So we heard him wake up at 1 a.m. and he didn't go back down to bed until 4 a.m. Then I went to sleep. And then my baby woke up at 6 a.m. I was so tired. But what do you do on those days? You can't say, excuse me, sir. I actually need you to wake up at seven because that's your wake up time. Like you have to do it. So when you factor in work on top of days like that, it is a lot more tiresome. Your day may end when your kids go to bed. My oldest goes to bed at eight, but sometimes by nine o'clock he's up because he doesn't feel well or whatever. Like you are on all the time. And being the parent that stays home, you are responsible, obviously, because you're home. It's a lot harder than I think people anticipate, but you don't realize how hard it is until you go through it yourself if you're in that situation, because that's what happened with me. I really thought it was going to be a walk in the park. I really thought, oh, I was made for this. Not only am I great with kids, but I am also very organized and very on top of things. And yeah, kicked me in the butt. No, no, no. Uh, But that's why you need tools. You need tools to keep you on track, to keep you organized. You guys have heard me rave about my digital planner. I stand by that thing. If it wasn't for that, I don't know that I could necessarily commit to the podcast in the way that I do because it just gives me a guide. It breaks everything out for me in a very approachable and easy way. So, you know, find the tools that work for you. For someone else, it might be help. I don't have help easily accessible to me. Um, I don't have a babysitter. I don't have, it's Carlos and I, like it's my husband and I, we do it all on our own uh, during the week at least. And then from time to time when we can get like the grandparents to watch the kids, they will, but it's, it's us. So (sighs) I think one of my kids might be waking up. Let's see. I am so glad that we were able to have this conversation because I think that it gives a different perspective on what we may think about women who stay home with their kids or or men. I mean, I'm over here making the assumption that only moms stay home, but shoot, there's some dads out there that are holding it down while mom is at work and kudos to you. Kudos to any parent that stays home 
working or not, you know, because it's it's not it's not easy. But I do think one thing that I do want to say that I didn't get submitted, but this was a, a myth that I wanted to debunk. Um, I think there's this idea that well, I had this idea. So this is a myth that I'm debunking that I or like a perception that I had that stay at home parents are destined to become. I was going to say doomed to become because it's not what I wanted to be, but that they were going to become like the room parent, the parent who did all the pickups and drop offs and all this stuff, like the parent that all the other parents looked to because you're home. And I didn't necessarily want to be that. And I was really bummed, I think, for a second because I thought that's what my future is going to be. Um but one thing that I, I think, and I've seen it with parents that I follow on social media that do stay home with their kids, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen with parents that don't. I'm just saying I see it with parents that stay home. I do think that the desire to find yourself again and have an identity outside of just parenting your children because you no longer leave the home for work, I do think that there is a desire and a um, – and a motivation to find something else to do. Um, a lot of small businesses are born from being home with your children. And I think it's just because in a sense you have the time because you're not working, but you also don't have the time. I think you you're you become very efficient with your time when you are home with kids. I don't know that this podcast would have come to life if I was working and, you know, I just, I don't know. We're not going to close out today with a self-care tip because to be quite honest, I don't have one and I can only ask you guys to do something for self-care for so much and, you know, I don't know if you guys actually do it, (laughs) but I will leave you guys with this little wisdom nugget. Studies have shown that the average stay-at-home mom is working the equivalent of two and a half full-time jobs caring for their child. The study has also noted that mothers work an average of 14 hours a day or a 98-hour work week. And that's including 2,000 moms in the study with children in elementary school. So this is saying that the average mom starts their workday at about 6.23 a.m. and ends it at about 8.31 p.m. with only 1.7 hours of free time in between. What? Moms, dads, parents, Be kind to yourself, whether you stay home, whether you work, whatever your situation is, be kind to yourselves because we are doing the damn thing. We are raising the next generation and that is fucking hard. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for submitting your perceptions. If you did, if you liked this format of podcast, let me know um, either the box down below. I believe on Spotify, there should be a box where you can leave in if you liked it, if you didn't like it. You can write us on Instagram. I'm on TikTok now. Um, So you can go over there. There's some more like fun stuff. And there's some really exciting things coming, you guys. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, but there's really exciting things coming. So thank you so much. That was the gist of it on your perceptions, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.